This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who row with the pine. I'm your host, Matt, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of JJ and Scott versus Benchwarmer Dan and newcomer Bevan Narainsing. Did I get that right, Bevan? Close? Yeah, close enough. Okay, so welcome to the bench, Bevan. Uh, why don't you take a minute to let us know uh, where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else that you'd like to share? Well, there's not much to say. I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago, um, but also resident in Miramar, Florida. A big fan of a lot of, a lot of teams, but I would say my favorite teams are the, the University of Miami for college football, the, both the Celtics and the Lakers. I, I don't know how that, how, how that pans out, but that's me for basketball. And a big fan of the New York Yankees in baseball too. Um, in terms of sports, I did play a little basketball growing up. But what I would tell everyone is that um, when you're from the Caribbean originally and you're six foot one, you're a center in the Caribbean. But when, do you, when you come <laughs> to the United States and you play pickup basketball, <laughs> you're expected to be a point guard. And uh, so that that wasn't a, <laughs> a good experience when I when I now started to play a little pickup basketball in the United States because I was totally uncoordinated and a typical bench warmer. <laughs> let's play that way. <laughs> All right, good deal. Well, welcome to the bench, Bevan, and uh, you know, thanks for coming tonight. Dan, how are you doing? And let us know what your and Bevan's team name is going to be. Doing just great. Just great. Really Considering everything that's going on in my life right now, let's just say I'm doing great. I'll be, we'll, we'll leave it at that because <laughs> we don't really need to go any deeper than that. Okay. And uh, you're in Bevan's team name today is going to be? Bevan was telling us about his time in college in the United States where he, uh, he attended the University of Arizona and also did some uh, postgraduate work at Harvard. So we are going to be the Crimson Wildcats. Okay. The Crimson Wildcats. And Scott, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing well. I'm excited to record. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I watched Bevan on Sports Jeopardy with Dan Patrick, so I, I'm very excited to have him as an adversary. I know what he's capable of. I think we're going to have a great time, so I'm looking forward to it. Good deal. And, Jade, and JJ, why don't you tell us how you're doing and give us your team name? I was doing well, and then I realized that I'm going to be on the show with Dan, so um, not doing so well. Also, uh, True Holiday got traded in last night. That was very sad and emotional time. So if we could just take a moment of silence for him. Who? All right, thank you. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I truly feel bad for you, JJ. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, he was great. Love him. Uh, our team name, we went with uh, Greg Odin's knee because we're about to get crushed, much like his knee. <laughs> I like your optimism. That's fantastic. That's great. Good deal. Well, thank you guys, and uh, welcome to tonight's game. And now let's throw it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's 
clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's now time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. The theme for this tailgate is surprise. Question number one. Tom Brady has done this, along with Ben Roethlisberger, five times, and Randall Cunningham has done it 20 times. What is the common name for a football play where the defense is not expecting a punt? We'll check in, Matt. All right, Crimson Wildcats has checked in. Greg Oden's knee, why don't you guys talk it out? So he was asking kind of what a not expecting punt, so like a third and long you know, you're not going to get it. So they like out of shotgun Brady. I've seen him kick a, a few punts. Oh, so like a drop kick punt? Yeah, but it's not a drop. I mean, it's just a normal punt, but they're not expecting it. Better field position and stuff. So what, I mean, what is the, the name for it then? What are we like, what are we trying to come up with? I don't know. It's probably something stupid and simple, like a surprise punt, quick punt. Um, I'm not sure. Unexpected punt. All right which is what we're doing on the first question here. <laughs> we're, we're checked in with unexpected punt. All right. Unexpected punt. Crimson Wildcats, what's your guys answer with? Well, we, we would think about it, but um, I had, I had uh, some was, was contemplating. Some of the things Scott was and Josh was speaking about, but um, we went with quick kick. All right. And the answer is a quick kick. Uh, Tom Brady did it once in an AFC playoff game in 2012. It's typically on a third down or on any down where the down a distance is long and they wouldn't be expecting a punt. Uh, usually it's a quarterback will line up in a shotgun formation, probably maybe a couple yards back, maybe seven yards back or so, and then do a quick kick just to surprise the defense so they could pin them back down. A little confused there because when you mentioned Randall Cunningham, you know, he was a very good punter as well, too. So I was thinking a quick punt, but then <laughs> probably discussions and everything. I think quick kick was the right, yeah, right thing for that. And he would have done, he would have punted much more than one on one occasion as well. Oh, yeah. He had that uh, 92 yard kick uh, punt once. Holy cow. Right, guys? Yeah. I mean, no, no one was, was, was back there. So, all right, we'll move on to question number two. Amos Alonzo Stagg was the first to call this play. In it, the quarterback takes the snap from under center, drops back, and pretends to throw with one hand uh, to one side of the field while the other hand has the ball and it hands it off to an up back going the, uh, to the other side of the field. What is this play called? We can check in. Greg Golden's knee can check in there, or as her is checked in. Uh, Crimson Wildcats, would you guys talk it out? Okay, so um, Bevan, to me, this sounds like when he th- puts his hand up in the air to throw the ball, he's, that he's taking a Statue of Liberty pose. This sounds like the the Statue of Liberty play to me. I, I was thinking about that because, and the wrong was too simple. It's not the same play. So yeah, I, I would go with Statue. I, I I agree with what you're recommending. Then. All right, let's let's go with the Statue of Liberty. Okay, Crimson Wildcats is checking in the Statue of Liberty play. Greg Odin's knee. What do you guys got? We checked in with the Statue of Liberty as well. All right. Both teams getting points here. It is the Statue of Liberty play. This play has been executed famously many times. Uh, One of the most recent ones was in the 2007 Fiesta Bowl when Boise State used it to beat Oklahoma. 
Question number three. Famously executed at all levels of football, twice by the Park Wolfpack in the 1994 section regionals versus Stillwater, this play is executed when a receiver runs about 10 yards down the sideline, then turns around towards the middle of the field and receives a pass from the quarterback. As that is happening, another offensive player times their run to receive a lateral from the receiver. What is the play commonly called? We can check in. All right, Greg Oden's knee is checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you can talk it out. All right, so I had to picture what you were saying when you were uh, when you were saying that. That uh, that that sounds like the uh, the wide receiver is running a hook and uh, then lateraling the ball. So um, something like a hook and lateral or the hook and ladder would be what we uh, what we came up with on that. Okay, so you guys are checked in with the hook and ladder. Greg Oden's knee, what'd you guys check in with? Yeah, we said uh, we also checked in with the hook and ladder. All right, yeah, the answer is the hook and ladder or the hook and lateral. Either one, it's the same thing. And I just got to shout out my uh, old coach, Doug Eckmark from uh, Park Wolfpack, and he was a veer running, never throwing the ball coach. And in 1994, against a team that we had never beaten in the playoffs until that time, we beat Stillwater throwing the hook and ladder twice which is amazing for a guy who never threw the ball. So I'm going to say good for, good for park on that. This was personal experience then. Exactly. Yep. Oh. I was in that game. So that was fun. He's going like park Wolfpack. What's he talking about? I never about? remember the, I, I have no recollection of these schools. <laughs> Anytime anyone can beat Stillwater. I'm all for that. Yeah. Who likes Stillwater? Nobody likes well, him. If my cousin's listening to the show, which he might be, then I'm sorry, Andy, but the rest <laughs> of you, you know, forget it. All right, so after the tailgate, we have scores of Greg Oden's knee with 20 points and Crimson Wildcats with 30. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. And today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. All right, now Dan's got his fingers out to count syllables for me here. That's all right. You better get these right. (laughs) I better be good. Okay, here we go. Question number one, NL MVP, black and yellow pops I am, we are family. We can check in. All right, Crimson Wildcats have checked in. Greg Oden's knee. You guys can talk it out. This is Willie Stargell. We'll check in with Willie Stargell. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Greg Oden's knee has checked in with Willie Stargell. Crimson Wildcats, what do you guys got? Yes, we, we also went with Willie Stargell. Um, growing up, on, uh, I had an uncle with a, with a 1979 encyclopedia. So when I went back, you know, they, they, they had a you know a big article about that that's the year the, the, the Pirates did win the World Series. And this whole we are family and Pop Stagel was was a main part of this as well, too. And then and later on, when I, you know, you do your own research and everything, um, 
he actually won MVP in 1979 with statistics that really, that's where he was a good leader. Let's wait that thing. <laughs> so the answer is Willie Stargell. Yep. So uh, points are all around there for both teams. Uh, Willie's birth name was Wilver Dornell Stargell. So Wilver. I've never heard anybody named Wilver. So I thought it was pretty cool. All right, moving on to question number two. So sweet in NOLA, Nokia, Allstate, love me, SEC Big 12. Well, we can check in. Yeah, sure. Crimson Wildcats are checked in. Greg Oden's knee. What you guys talking about? I'm uh, trying to defer to my partner on this one since you said NOLA. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Sweet NOLA, Nokia, SEC Big 12. Makes me think it's some sort of bowl game. Oh, do you think it's just the, the actual bowl game, like the sugar bowl? Oh, yeah, that makes sense because so sweet. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. All right, let's see. Check in with the uh, Nokia sugar bowl. Okay, checked in with the Nokia sugar bowl. Uh, Bevan and Dan, Crimson Wildcats, what'd you guys check in with? Yeah, much earlier than they did, we also checked in with the uh, the sugar bowl. <laughs> <laughs> points all around there that's right the answer is the the all-state nokia sugar bowl whatever it's called these days so the sugar bowl has hosted two bcs national championship games back in 2000 and in 2004 and now it's part of the rotation for the playing games for the national championship game okay we'll move on to question number three greg number two sammy four Odell, 12, CJ, 17, D, Ford, 23rd. So you want to check that in, Scott? Yeah, we're checked in. All right. Greg Oden's knee is checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you can talk it out. And I think I realize I still am off on my syllables in my haiku. So apologies to all the poets out there. Yeah, I, I think we finally stumbled onto it, Bevan. Um, Sammy Watkins went number four in the 2014 draft that's when odell beckham went to in 2014 and i think he was number 12 i I think it's coming i think this is the 2014 draft is what he's looking for all right yeah we'll go with the 2014 nfl draft all right crimson wildcats going with the 2014 nfl draft uh greg odin's knee what do you guys got took us a minute to figure out exactly where you were going with this but uh we pretty much had the same thought process going through the names and then the, the numbers that were affiliated with them. And then once we realized Sammy at four, Odell at 12, um, D Ford kind of gave it away as well. And it was Greg Robinson at number two. We also checked in with the 2014 NFL draft. All right. Points on all around. It is the 2014 NFL draft. And that's right. Matt just asked an NFL draft question and a, a recent one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even the 1974 draft. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So I really went out of my way to try to find things that were not associated with the Minnesota twins and green Bay Packers for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a proud parent right now. <laughs> All right. Moving on to question number four, Tampa was the host Number six for the Steel Town, Holmes got MVP. He's going. Dan has entered the Mind Palace. Yeah, we can check in. Greg Oden's knee is checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can talk it out. All right, so we, we have it down to a Super Bowl. 
and it was the one in 0809, right? Because 0910, we all know who won that one. 2010, 11, we all know who won that one. Um, so I think it's 0809, which would have been 10 years from the Super Bowl with the uh, Patriots and Rams. And that was 53. So I think it's 43. Um, you have any other thoughts on that, Bevan? Or I, I'm not sure about Super Bowl number and everything, but it would have been in 2009 against the Cardinals. Yes. All right. Let's let's go with Super Bowl 43 then. Okay. You guys are checking in with Super Bowl 43. And Greg Oden's knee, what would you guys check in with? Yeah, so I knew that the Saints were 45, as somebody previously mentioned. And I knew it was two before that because I knew that was the 2010 Super Bowl. So we ended up going with uh, Super Bowl 43. Okay, yeah, both teams getting points here. Uh, I basically, you know, I mean, Super Bowl 43, you guys could have given me the Roman numerals. Good job, guys. And uh, question number five, last one of the Sporting Haikus round. Five-time manager, NLCS MVP, heel coach anywhere. Yeah, we checked in, yeah. I said, yeah, so we checked in. <laughs> All right. Crimson Wildcats is checked in. All right. Uh, Greg Odensney, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. All right. So five-time manager. He'll coach anywhere. So it's going to be an older NLCS MVP. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of a manager that has coached that many teams. The Nationals coach. That was big for a while. I think he's with the Braves now. Which one? Davey Johnson was their coach for a while. Uh, Matt Williams. Um Martinez? No. Cubs? He was with the Cubs. Dusty Baker. He oh he has yeah, he has managed a lot of teams. I think he's with the Astros now, actually. Yeah, he's with the Astros now, not the Braves. Did he play? I know he played. But he had been an NLCS MVP? I mean, I guess so. I don't even know who he played for, to be honest. Um that's not a bad guess though. He's definitely managed a lot of teams. Yeah. The Reds, the Giants, etc. Yeah, that's all I got, man. All right. Check in with Dusty Baker. All right, Greg Hoden's knee has checked in with Dusty Baker. Crimson Wildcats, what did you guys check in with? Yeah, we also checked in with Dusty Baker. Um, from my recollection, well, the NLCS MVP is a relatively new award, and I think Dusty was one of the first winners of that award. And, of course, based on the logic that, that um, Scott and Joshua went through, it's, he, did, he has coached a lot of teams. Let's <laughs> way that way. So, yeah, so we went with, with Dusty Baker as well. Played a long time with the Dodgers and the uh, the Braves, which is, I think he won the NL MVP or NL uh, CS MVP with the uh, Dodgers. Yeah, both teams getting points here. The answer is Dusty Baker. If you look at his Wikipedia or his baseball reference page, it's insane. Made it into the majors with the Braves in 68. Played for the Braves, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the uh, A's. He was the NLCS MVP in 1977, and that was with the Dodgers. Uh, man, the guy's just, I mean, and not only that, but then after that, he's managed the Giants, the Cubs, the Reds, Nationals, and Astros. And Ooh. what a baseball life this guy's lived. It's pretty insane. So amazing life. So after the first quarter, we have a score of Greg Oden's knee with 120 crimson wildcats with 130 so both teams swept that first quarter uh good deal getting 100 points each 
Today's quarter number two will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one. This second baseman played 18 years for six different teams, most notably for the Yankees. He went to six All-Star games and won six World Series champions and is enshrined in the Yankee Monument Park and was also an international karate champion before an academic career in chemical engineering and he co-starred in Rocky IV. Yeah. Yeah, we can check that in. Checked it. All right, Crimson Wildcats are checked in. Greg Oden's knee, why don't you go ahead and talk it out? Besides Chuck Norris, how many uh, karate guys do you know? Jackie Chan. Uh, Jean-Claude Lee. Van Damme. Uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Man. That, that's, that's, uh, that's it. The well is run dry in my karate master's knowledge. It's a uh, wax on, wax off, dude. Pat Morita, yeah, he was. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying. So Phil Rizzuto for the second baseman. Yeah. So, sound like a so Tony something Phil Rizzuto. Tony. Tony Gwynn is he? Uh, I don't think I don't remember him being like a black belt or anything. Karate champion Tony Gwynn. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> early episode title I like it I, I don't think it's Tony Danza either <laughs> as much as I would kind of like it to be he is the boss no Mona was the boss <laughs> That's, yeah uh, did you watch Rocky 4 or any of the 46 no. movies I've seen Creed I really like Creed I thought that was really good that didn't answer my question at all no, I have not seen Rocky Four. <laughs> they probably should have made a Rocky Four, or the Twenty Five After. They, no, they should have made. Then we wouldn't have Creed, though. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know a karate. I named all the ones I know, and none of them really seem to fit, unless it's not Phil Rizzuto. But he's, he said what six World Series. Yeah, but even then, we're not going to get the the karate master, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, unless it was one of the obvious ones, like Chuck Norris. If it was like a something like something Chuck, you know what I mean? Like a, but I I can't think of anything. Yeah. All right, give us a good answer then. Uh, we're gonna go with karate champion Tony Gwynn. So it's gonna be Phil Rizzo, Tony Gwynn. All right, Greg Oden's knee is checked in with Phil Rizzuto. Nick Gwynn. <laughs> Tony Gwynn. Um, Screens of Wildcats, what did you guys check in with? Well, where we were, I worked from, where we, we worked from, from um, you know, from the answer, the last answer, and, and I know that Dolph Lundgren was, um, you know, Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. I must and, break and, you. 
and, and based on the, the name, I wasn't sure it was six World Series, because that's the next thing I saw Scott and Joshua speaking, talking about. But, um, but you know, the connection and the fact that um, it was a second baseman. So we went with Willie Randolph Lundgren. All right, one team getting points here. The answer is Willie Randolph Lundgren. Yeah. Oh, and the flavor text I wrote for this was before I had changed it to Willie Randolph. Originally, I had this set up as Zach Randolph Lundgren, but I was told that Zach Randolph was used in just a couple episodes ago. So I won't give that flavor text about Zach Randolph now. So <laughs> we, we did anyway. find out during the during their deliberations, though, that uh, Scott's a big Scott Stapp fan because he said he loves Creed. Can you take me wide open? Can you take me higher? <laughs> With arms wide open. So I, I just want to. I just want to clarify something here. Rocky Four is a pretty good movie. Rocky Five is where they they shouldn't have made. Rocky Four is an okay movie. That's the whole Russia deal, you know. Where they. All right, we'll move on to uh, question number two, in pre and post game here. University of Wisconsin head coach from 1994 to 95, who also coached four different teams in the NBA and is still coaching today, and was also the the 49th overall pick in the 2008 NFL draft by Philadelphia out of Cal. We can check in. All right, Greg Oden's knee has checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. Okay. I think the coach is Stan Van Gundy. So he'd be the first name. So we need D. D. Oh, right. It, it, right, right, right. Yes, yes. I have it, yeah. yeah the, you can say it out yeah, loud. We, Deshaun, we're, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, Deshaun Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that would yeah, work. Yeah. Stan Van Gundy, Sean Jackson. We'll check that in. All right, Crimson Wildcats checked in with Stan Van Gun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson, Greg Oden's knee, what'd you guys check in with? Yeah, I, uh, I went the other way. I got Deshaun Jackson quickly, so I was trying to figure out the head coach. I had no idea that this guy coached at Wisconsin because it's a little bit before my time. But four NBA teams and now coach of the uh, Pelicans, right, JJ? Um, we went with uh, Stan Van Gun, Deshaun Jackson. All right, both teams getting points there. The answer is Stan Van Gun, Deshaun Jackson. I was surprised when I saw all I did was again trying to get out of my typical mold of uh, knowing and writing questions about what I know. I just Googled an NFL draft and came up with a name, and I saw whose name ends with D that's in sports. And oh, that's right, Stan Van Gundy. So then I, so then I looked and I was like, uh, I thought, well, should I do Stan Van Gan- Van Gundy or his brother? And then I was looking at Stan's page and I was like, he was the coach of Wisconsin? What? I didn't know that for a year and a half in the middle of the 90s. So you should have gone with Jeff Van Gundy and have him talk about him bouncing up and down off the court <laughs> when he was holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg. <laughs> okay. All right. Good job. Both teams getting points there. Move on to question number three. Luckily, this five-time World Series champion and Cy Young Award winner passed away before his nickname was associated with Manti Teo. But luckily, he did go on to become an NFL Hall of Fame running back who split his college career between Long Beach State and Georgia 
and won two Super Bowl championships. You get it? Got it. Okay. We're checked in. All right, Greg Oden's knees checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can talk it out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got that. Say it. Yeah. Go ahead and say it. That's Great. that's exactly so, right. So we well, I, I work from from the second answer forward, um, knowing that Hall of Famer Terrell Davis did play for both Long Beach State and and um and and Georgia, and then well, obviously, well, um, and with with Matt Taylor's situation, and plus the MTV show, you know, it, it was you know, Catfish was the thing, so. Then you know five world world series from um, one with well both the Oakland Athletics and the New York Yankees. So we went with Jim Catfish on Terrell Davis. <laughs> okay, Crimson Wildcats has checked in with Catfish on Terrell Davis. Uh, Greg Oden's knees. What'd you guys check in with? I really like this one, Matt. This uh, this one gave me a little chuckle. Uh, I, right away, I was like, oh. Catfish Hunter for sure because Mentai Teo. Uh, yeah, we also went with Catfish Hunter L. Davis. All right, both teams getting getting points there. It is Jim Catfish Hunter L. Davis. Yeah, I, I had fun writing that one. I was trying to think of what way could I give an indication to a catfish, you know? <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And then I went off uh, for a while instead of on catfish, I went on off on the ghosting world. And then Bombeck said, like, ghosting and catfishing isn't the same thing. Like, not even oh, close. No, way different. <laughs> Ghost is what I'm about to do to oh, this podcast on, soon if I keep losing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 44 and I'm an old man. I don't know that stuff anymore. Okay, cool. Points all around there. And we'll move on to question number four. This MLB pitcher was drafted by the Padres in 07 and was one of only two to win two AL Cy Youngs in the 2010s. And was a German-born PGA golfer winning two Masters championships. That's got to be it. We'll, we'll check in. Crimson Wildcats have checked in. Greg Oden's knees. Why don't you go ahead and talk it out? Two AL Cy Young Awards in the 2010s. That can't be many people that yeah. have done that. Literally in the question, I said there were two. Right. <laughs> One of them likely being Justin Verlander, which means we need the other guy, JJ. Oh, I know who it is. Okay. I, it's Corey Kluber. Mm. So, Burr, or so like Bert or Bernie, Bertie. The German golfer, right? Yeah. Well, it's got to be like, oh, oh, is it Corey Kluber, Ernie Els? I don't think he's German, though. I want to say he's like South African for some reason. Sure. I could be thinking of completely wrong dude. You might be thinking of like Lee Trevino. I never even heard of that dude. One of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by Dan's face. <laughs> one of them South African. Is it Jim Jim Furyk? One of those guys. Okay. Jim Furyk. Doesn't matter. Ricky Bobby. Yes, exactly. Oh, there goes one of mine. Thanks, bud. Um, yeah, definitely Corey Kluber. So I'm, other than Ernie Els, I can't. Yeah, got to be Burr or Er. Yeah, I don't. I mean, golf is not a strong suit. So, I kind of wish this was Corey Clue, Burr, Van Magic Johnson. <laughs> that'd be. That'd be. You want to go just Corey Clue, Ernie Els? 
Yeah, that's fine. I mean, right. it fits. Right. We'll check in with Corey Clue Bernie Els. <laughs> All right. Greg Odin's knee is checked in with Corey Clue Bernie Els. And Crimson Wildcats, what did you guys check in with? All right, Bevan, I'm going to let you finish, but I just got to say, Lee Trevino's Mexican, man. <laughs> is he? That yes. is not a Mexican name at Trevino, all. The classic German last name, Trevino. <laughs> oh, South African. I mean, it's, it's not Mexican either. Who's the South African that I'm thinking about, man? It's Ernie Els. Oh, okay. Ernie Els is oh, South wow. African. Okay, um, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna let Bevan um, go ahead and give us the answer on this one because seriously, he Bevan has grabbed me, thrown me on his back, and just started sprinting forward in this game. <laughs> uh, that's not true, but but because I think you you could find the answers as well too. But well, basically, the only golfer I know who has um German golfer who has won the Masters. I always do this thing from reverse, by the way. Um, it's it's um Bernard Langer. And of course, Corey, Corey Kluber, as, as, as Scott had, um, had come up with um, using his logic as well, which, which our logic as well, because he has won two Sion. So it's Corey Kluber, Bernard Langer. Corey Kluber, Bernard Langer. And I will throw in there that uh, Kluber, if you uh, don't capitalize it on the chat, it uh, autocorrects to blubber. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Dad had that, I was like, "Blubber, who is that? The final is that is that the golfer?" Isn't that one of John Daly's nicknames? No, no. <laughs> I I also autocorrect Blubber. By the way, <laughs> all right. Yeah, the answer is Corey Clue Bernard Lang- Langer. Langer, excuse me, longer. <laughs> me to say longer. Yep. Yeah. Thanks to oh. John Southerd who helped me out with that one. So A historian. Yeah, our historian, because I actually uh, messaged him to try to find out about uh, if we had done a question about uh, Zach Randolph. So, okay, we'll move on to question number five. 1960 NFL MVP nicknamed the Dutchman and a ballet enthusiast who won four Super Bowls in the 1970s along with a national championship at USC. We're checked in again. Crimson Wildcats has checked in. Greg Odin's knee. You guys can talk it out. Nope. <laughs> I've got left to nothing on this one, buddy. Man, I've heard the I've heard the Dutchman. I have too, but I can't tell you who it is. Four times Super Bowl winner in the seventies. That also won a championship at USC. That's uh, four Super Bowls in the seventies. JJ said Norm Van Brocklin. Yeah. So is this Norm Van Brocklin Dickey? <laughs> it's not. Matt Wood. Oh, Lynn Swan. Oh, yeah. That's Lynn, a that's a much better answer. Yeah. So we're checked in with Norm Van Brocklin Swan. All right, Greg Odin's knee is checked in with Norm Van Brocklin Swan, and Crimson Wildcats. What do you guys check in with? Um, but the Dutchman was Norm Van Brocklin, um, quarterback for the I think the Rams and the Eagles. And um, Lynn Swan was 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 the the wide receiver that won four Super Bowls, and he also played for USC as well too. So, Norm Van Brocklin Swan. All right, both teams getting points. Yeah, Norm Van Brocklin Swan was the answer. Uh, Norm Van Brocklin is another one of those people. When you go and look at his Wikipedia page, you look back at all the different teams that he played for, and the teams that he coached, and you're like, wow. Man, this guy was amazing. Why do we not know more about these people? You know, and that's kind of, you know, Norm Van Brocklin. Didn't he? Uh, he has the 
Because he has the record for the most amount of passing yards yeah. in a game versus the New York Yanks. Yeah, single game. Yeah, yeah all these Still has it. after all this broken. explosion yeah, so offense. Pretty, pretty, pretty astonishing. Yeah. So. Like 550 yards he threw for. I mean, yeah. who's who's gonna who's gonna break that record? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's like I think was it 550 or 551 or something like that. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, there have been people who've gotten close, but no one has broken it yet. So in all these years. I mean, Ken Anderson never did it, so I don't know if anyone. He's you know. the greatest of all time. Hawkins <laughs> <laughs> got five out of five, so the score right now is Greg Onzini with one hundred and eighty, and Crimson Wildcats with two hundred and thirty. It is now time for the halftime show. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Today's halftime show will be a special Missing Link halftime. I will give the team five summaries of sports movies. The teams will attempt to answer what the movie is and then guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via the chat to me with the correct theme for the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with a correct theme guess after the fifth question. If neither team can, neither team has checked in with a the correct theme before the fifth question, each team will have the chance to earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one from Roger Ebert. Do not make the mistake of thinking this is a baseball movie. It is a movie about how men and women filled with love and motivated by the best will in the worlds simply do not speak the same emotional language. She cannot understand why he would rather go to a spring training camp in Florida than meet her parents. He cannot understand why this is even an issue. Come on, Scott. You have to nail this. I know you got all of these. I, I don't know why where, where the notion came that I'm good at sports movies. I'm good at, like, regular <laughs> movies. You can ask Sam Carr. What up, Sam? But I'm not great with – I don't actually watch many sports movies. Yeah. We'll, we'll check in. Right. Crimson Wildcats has checked in. Odin's – Greg Odin's knee can go ahead and talk it out. Uh, there's a really high likelihood Kevin Cochner's in this movie. Just throwing He's that out there. Movie, right? He's if it's a baseball movie <laughs> or draft, he's in it. Um, it sounds like a fun little rom com, you know. She wants him to meet her, her parents, and he'd rather go to spring training. I like that. Yeah, Anything, partner? Yeah, I'm not much of a partner right now, dude. Um, just start naming some, some baseball movies. Every baseball movie I can think of, I know the plot of, and it's not this. It's not a baseball movie. Did you not hear what Matt just said? Do not make the mistake of thinking this is well, a baseball movie. Matt didn't say that. Roger Ebert said that. Yeah, you're right. Very Roger correct. Ebert said yes. this. Yeah. All right, so basketball movies. I prefer, uh, I, prefer, <laughs> I prefer Roper anyway. Yeah, I, I have no idea, man. So, God bless. Um... I don't even know where to go, man. Gosh. All right. Well, yeah. I. You want to just throw out some answer? Uh. Yeah. You go okay. ahead. Uh, we're gonna say it's a little movie called Love Don't Costner a Thing. 
Okay, Greg Oden's knee is oh checked in with love. Don't cost her. Cost? No, Costner, like Kevin Costner. Costner, a thing? Correct. Okay, great movie, though. I love it. Oh. Uh, and Crimson Wildcats, would you guys check in with? I'm telling you, I'm just sitting here and watching the Bevan show because he came up with this one, too. Well, I, I, we don't know if it's correct, but... I think it's right. I do. I, I, it's, it's a, a, well, we, I, we were thinking about a show about, it's, you know, a, a, um, a fan who's obsessed with the game. And, and he obviously would have a girlfriend who doesn't understand that. And, you know, so... And based on the fact that it, it was a rom-com, um, we went with Fever Pitch... The movie with um, Dubai Moore and Jimmy, Jimmy and, uh, Fallon. Yep. Jimmy Fallon. One team getting points yeah, here. Fallon. The answer is Fever Pitch. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was actually, or is actually, a Yankees fan, born and raised in New York. So, yeah, Fever oh. Pitch. But he plays a Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm familiar right. with it. Yeah, never seen it. Didn't realize that was the uh, plot. I just thought he was a, like, a really good fan. I didn't know he wanted to go to spring training. <laughs> well, there's more to the plot of the movie. That just, that's sure. just a piece of it, you know, showing the difference between the two, you know, the different mind frames. So we'll move on to question number two. So, again, this is a summary of a movie. When the star tailback is seriously injured during the first game of the season, all hope is lost and the town's dormant social problems begin to flare up. It is left to the inspiring abilities of the new head coach to instill in the other team members by proxy and by proxy, the town itself, a sense of self-respect and honor. You want to check that in, JJ? I I mean, yeah, we're checked in. Greg Oden's knee is checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can talk it out. Don't even know where to start with this one. Dark tail back is injured. You know, it's obviously a a movie about a, inspiring football coach that you know helps the team to accomplish you know to do well and everything like that so i i, I just thinking of which which movie would that be um wait, wait, wait you know injury to you know so matt can i hear it one more time please sure when the star tailback is seriously injured during the first game of the season all hope is lost and the town's dormant social problems begin to flare up. It is left to the inspiring abilities of the new head coach to instill in the other team members and, by proxy, the town itself, a sense of self-respect and honor. Okay, Bevan, I think this, uh, I think this might be Friday Night Lights. I, I seem to remember that the uh, well, that starts off with an injury. Yeah. He's a brand new coach. Right. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Because when they said the social problem, I was either thinking that I don't remember the Titans, but I still remember the Titans. And I don't recall any tail yeah. back being injured. So it, it, it so I, I think it, it would be that I, I never I don't think I ever saw the the Friday light night lights I saw the, the the television series, but not the movie. So yeah, if 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 if, if you if you're relatively confident with that, I'm yeah, not let's, we'll go ahead with that. Confident. I'm rel yeah, relative is relatively the word to use here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Let's let's go with Friday Night Lights. Crimson Wildcats have checked in with Friday Night Lights. Greg Oden's knee. What'd you guys check in with? Yeah, we had similar train of thought just based on the description of the movie. I listened to uh, this great triviality episode today. 
featuring uh, Josh Bombach and Eric Eid. Just two guys. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I've never personally, I don't know them or anything, but a really good episode. And they had a, a question on there about um, uh, Bissinger, the author of the book, Friday Night Lights. So it was fresh in my head. So once JJ said Friday Night Lights, I said, you know what? To honor my boys, Bombach and Eric, whether it's right or not, we're going to ride or die and check in with Friday Night Lights. Yep, and the answer is Friday Night Lights. Both teams getting points there. Uh, the uh, actor who played the main character in the movie was actually 30 years old at the time of filming. And I found out today, because I've never seen this movie, I found out today that Tim McGraw is in the movie playing an alcoholic and abusive father. So, you know. Okay, so the theme-linked answers so far are Fever Pitch and uh, Friday Night Lights. Question number three. A businessman coping with the tragic death of his son. A jockey with a history of brutal injuries and a down-and-out horse trainer team up to help a temperamental, undersized racehorse. At first, the horse struggles to win, but eventually it becomes one of the most successful thoroughbreds of all time. Yeah, that's, that's right. We can check in. Crimson Wildcats has checked in. Greg Odin's knee, you guys can talk it out. Immediately, my my head always goes to Sea Biscuit if if I hear it's a movie about a horse, because I don't th- I don't think it's Flicka. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or Secretariat. I don't know. I mean, those are the two horse racing movies that I got. I didn't even know there was a Secretariat movie, so I think it's a rel- It's newer, but. Um... I don't know anything about either of those horses. I don't either. So. Or either of those movies. <laughs> yeah. You pick. Uh, man. Take yours and, and we'll, we'll uh, let her ride with uh, Seabiscuit. All right. Greg Odin's knee has checked in with Seabiscuit. Crimson Wildcats, what'd you guys check in with? Yeah, it's. it's... Only few, only few. I know there was a movie Secretary, but Secretary it wasn't a, a small horse. And I actually saw the movie, and um, yeah, it's see, see biscuits about um, you know the depression and everything, and and the owner of Sea Biscuits, at least based on the on the on the movie, um, had a son who had uh, he was coping with the death of the son and everything like that. We also went with with uh, Sea Biscuit. That's right. Both teams getting points there. The answer is Sea Biscuit. In the movie, War Admiral was actually played by one of his descendants, a gilding named uh, Verboom. But in reality, almost all thoroughbreds are in some way, shape, or form a descendant of War Admiral because he's one of those five thoroughbreds that seem to be the great, great, great grandparent of everybody. So after question number three, our theme-linked answers are Fever Bitch, Friday Night Lights, and Sea Biscuit. Moving on to question number four. A brutal satire of American professional football in which a veteran pass catcher's individuality and refusal to become part of the, the team family is bitterly resented by his disciplinarian coaches. This aging receiver has been benched and relies heavily on painkillers, but he and his popular quarterback enjoy the drug, sex, and alcohol-fueled party atmosphere of the era. The National Football League refused to help in the production of this movie, suggesting it may have been too near the truth for comfort. We're checked in. Crimson Wildcats is checked in. Greg Odin's knee. You guys can go ahead and chat it out. Wow, they checked in quickly. 
I think you mean Bevan checked in quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this time it was both of us. That that just them checking that quickly makes me think it's got to be a relatively well known movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, so something close to the young, the longest yard. <laughs> I mean, what about what was the uh, that Will Smith movie about concussions? Concussion. It was called, it was called Concussion. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not about like a hot shot quarterback and an aging receiver. That, no. that doesn't have that that okay. part to it. And yeah, I haven't seen it. I really want to see though. But I should probably figure out the movie title first. Huh? I, I'm not sure that I'm going to come up with anything. Do you think this is uh, Airbud Golden Receiver? <laughs> Definitely a classic. Definitely fits the theme that we're thinking of. And I don't actually know the theme, so. Wasn't the, because like he was starting to get up there and doggy. That's mm, right. The hot yeah. shot quarterback comes in. <laughs> was, wasn't it wasn't the hot shot quarterback like a, a, a pit bull? He was like, you know, living that dog life you know yeah and then they went to the puppy bowl right remember he was like it's a doggy dog world out there that's like the famous <laughs> quote from the film remember that <laughs> all right so we're gonna check in with an airbud golden receiver <laughs> <laughs> all right greg Oden's knee is checked in with airbud golden receiver retriever <laughs> Retrieve. No, oh, no oh, it's sorry. Receiver. <laughs> Golden receiver. Okay, Chris, podcast. Would you guys check in with? This is uh, one that I came across while writing halftime questions. So it's uh, it's it's always good to be writing shows. Um, the answer is uh, North Dallas forty. One team getting points here. The answer is uh, North Dallas forty. The uh, writer Seth Maxwell claims that the lead role. Uh, was played by Nick Nolte, was offered to Dan Meredith, for whom the character was based, but uh, Dan turned it down. So so our theme-linked answers so far are Fever Pitch, Friday Night Lights, Seabiscuit, and North Dallas 40. And both teams have submitted answers to the theme, so we'll go into question number five. An old veteran Los Angeles boxing trainer who keeps almost everyone at arm's length is approached by a young and talented boxer seeking uh, his expertise. He is reluctant to train this youngster, a transplant from a working class from working class Missouri, but eventually he relents and the two form a close bond that irrevocably changed them both. We'll check in. Greg Owens and he has checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. There's not much to talk out on this one, Bevan. It's uh... Yeah, that's much to talk about. Um, based, um, sorry, movie. And um, characters, you know, you, you, the, the synopsis properly describes the characters. So um, we went with Million Dollar Baby. Okay, Crimson Wild, Wildcats have checked in with Million Dollar Baby. Easy for me to say. And Greg Oden's knee, what'd you guys check in with? Yep. Uh, Scott said, Million Dollar Baby. And I said, I've never seen it, so it's all you. And so we checked in Million Dollar Baby. All right. Both teams checked in with Million Dollar Baby. Both teams getting points. 
The answer is Million Dollar Baby. At age 74, Clint Eastwood became the oldest Best Director Oscar winner for that movie. Okay, so after five questions, the theme-linked answers so far are Fever Pitch, Friday Night Lights, Seabiscuit, North Dallas 40, and Million Dollar Baby. Two, both teams did answer the theme linked. Uh, one is correct and one is not correct. Greg Owens, Nee, why don't you guys go ahead and give us your theme-linked answer? Um, we were just trying to get a jump on, you know, getting it before them to try to get the extra points. So I was trying to think of anything that might have fit after the first few. Um, I was trying to think around uh, the release dates of some of these movies, and I knew they were all pretty prominent in uh, 2004. I know Fever Pitch came out in 2005, but it was filmed in 04. I know Friday Night Lights came out in 04. I know Seabiscuit came out in 2003, but it won a bunch of awards in 2004. So we checked in with uh, movies from 2004 for our, our initial guess. Crimson Wildcats, what did you guys have for a theme? Well, I thought the answer was going to be given away the way that people were talking about the the source material for these uh, movies while we were in the middle of the questions. But uh, we checked in with all of them were based on books or adaptations of books. That's right. One team getting points and they'll get a hundred point bonus because everyone in this podcast seems to hate answering questions about literature. I made a halftime missing link about movies that were based on books. Okay, so a scoring update here after the halftime. We have Greg Oden's knee with 240 points and Crimson Wildcats now with that 100 points, taking out a fairly commanding lead at 430. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be Fill the Gaps. Fill the Gaps. This quarter will consist of three questions with up to five pieces of missing information. The teams will attempt to fill in each piece of missing information. Each answer is worth 10 points. Quarter number three, fill in the gaps. Question number one. Game four of the 2008 NBA Championship Series was quite amazing. The Celtics came back from a huge deficit and went on to win the game. But let's fill the gaps. Questions, here we go. Number one, what Celtic played all 48 minutes of the game? Number two, within two, what was the largest deficit of the game? Number three, this Celtic led all scorers with 20. Number four, who led the Lakers in scoring with 19? And number five, where did the game take place geographically? Like as in what city? Dan turned the Mind Palace into an Airbnb and Bevan moved in for this game. <laughs> he kicked me out. <laughs> he said, hey. I'll, be, I'll be taking this place now, thank you. Yeah, the lease is up. All right, we're checked in. 
Thank you. Okay. Crimson Wildcats have checked in. Greg Odin's knee. You guys can go ahead and talk it out. So we'll start from the top. Yeah. So we seem to be split on who we think played the entire game. Yeah. I mean, I agree that Paul Pierce. He just seems, he seems like the likeliest. Yeah. But I think my thinking is that because I think he was the leading scorer with 20, I don't think they would, that he would put back to back is my own. No, I I agree. Like, I think they're only going to be on here once. I just, Ray Allen playing an entire game with his defensive liabilities, just, (laughs) but, but they needed him because it's three point shooting True, because they were down by so much. So, I mean, yeah, if you feel better about Allen, we can go with Ray for the first one. And then we agree that the largest deficit is like 24. I said 24, 25. You, you said you chimed in 24. Well, yeah. Also RIP Kobe 24, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then leading score. So we would think that's Pierce then. Yeah. And then the Lakers score. Probably we, Gasol if it's not Kobe. Yeah. I mean, who else was on that team? Odom, Gasol. Ba- Bynum. Fisher. There, yeah. Fisher. Bynum, uh, Jordan Farmar. But he's a bench. I don't think he really played much. Uh, probably was Meta World Peace there at that point. But no, I don't think he would be. Or something, right? I, I don't think it would be him anyway doing the scoring. It's probably either Powell or Bynum if we don't think it's Kobe. Yeah. And my guess would be Powell of the two. Like I would. Yeah. My guess is that it was, would have been at Staples. Yeah. Because I think the Celtics had the better um, record that year, so they would have gotten the advantage for mm-hmm. game, like. So I would think that Game Four would have been at Staples. I mean, we have a fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, Staples is fine. Was the I'll last question? I was struggling for stuff to talk right about. So, <laughs> all right. So, just who to, was the right. referee? <laughs> yeah. Oh, obviously Tim Donahue. Obviously, <laughs> it was played was. in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I don't know why you didn't get <laughs> right, that. Right. Uh, all right. So we are going to check in with Ray Allen, twenty-four, Paul Pierce, Paul Gasol, and Staples Center. Okay. Crimson Cats. What'd you guys check in with? All right. So just to make it, just to just to get through this really quick. We, we went with Ray Allen, 25 points, Paul Pierce, Kobe, and Los Angeles. Both teams are getting points here. Actually, both teams are getting 40 points here. Both of you guys got uh, one wrong, and it was the same one. So you're right. Ray Allen was the one who played 48 minutes the whole game. The deficit was 24 points. Uh, I believe that was about eight or 10 minutes or so into the, no, must've been in the early part of the second quarter. Uh, the Celtics lead scorer was Paul Pierce with 20 and the game was at Los Angeles, but the lead scorer for the Lakers with 19 points was Lamar Odom. Oh, Oh, so oh. each team getting four <laughs> right. Time. So yeah. for 40 points each, and we'll move on to question number two in 2002. Well, the 2001 season, the Miami Hurricane completed a perfect 12-0 season and won its fifth national championship with a team full of future NFL players. But let's fill the gaps. Question one, who coached the University of Miami that year? Number two, what bowl game served as the BCS championship game? Number three, who did they beat in the championship game? Number four, what conference championship did the Hurricane win that season? And number five, 
what two players were co-MVPs of that game? All right, we'll check in. Crimson Wildcats have checked in. Greg Odin's knee. You guys can talk it out. Coach, do you know who the coach was? Um, yeah, I know who it is. I know who it was, but I can't tell you who it is right at the second. Of course, I know who coached the U in the 2000s, but it's... Dwayne The Rock? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's not coming to me, though. I'm completely just blanked out on this. We think the bowl game was the Rose Bowl. Like, I keep getting my gears mixed up. Wills McGahee's in my head, but it's too soon for him. So, Rose Bowl. Um, I know they played Ohio State in one of them. The conference championship, he said, right? Yeah, conference championship. Was that for Miami? Was that the Big East? They're in the ACC. They will, yeah, but then they switch. Uh, would have been, I'm pretty sure in 2001, 2002, they would have been in the ACC. Okay. I mean, they were in basketball for sure at that time. So my guess would be that they were for football, but I mean, I'm not positive. Yeah, if you if you feel good about ACC. I mean, I know that's their conference primarily. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if or slash when things changed. Yeah, we can say ACC. That's fine. Uh, two players who we're discussing. I feel like we both agree on Andre. Yeah, I mean, he's Andre one of the Iguodala, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Andre three thousand. <laughs> when you are with me, I'm free. <laughs> All right. So you're saying? Do you think it's Vilma or somebody on defense? I just feel like because it's them and they had so many prolific defensive players, it seems like the right time that they would have given out. Like co MVPs, yeah. yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. Ken Dorsey, sure, maybe, but yeah. But I, I mean, if they if they give it to Johnson, you think they would give it to Dorsey as well because he's throwing the rock? No, because I mean, they don't do that in like Super Bowls. You know, like Heinz yeah. Ward won MVP, but not Heinz Ward and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. You know, just trying to think of other defensive guys, like defensive ends or defensive tackles, maybe. I mean, Ed Reed was on there. Ah, uh, no, he would have been in the NFL by then, right? I don't think so. Pretty sure he was. No, he was there. Was he? Oh, then we're gonna go with Ed Reed then. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go Andre yeah. and Ed Reed? That's fine. All right. Who's the coach? Um, Joe Joe Mama. All right. Go ahead. So check check our answers in. <laughs> All right. So we'll say uh, coach was Joe Mama. Bowl game was the Rose Bowl. They beat. Uh, who do we say? Ohio State. The the Ohio State. Conference championship was ACC, and two players were um, Ed Reed and Andre Johnson, 3,000 Iguodala. Okay, I'm not going to repeat all those. Crimson Wildcats, what did you guys check in with? Great, well, we try to think back that time. Um, but the coach that time, I, I think this is one I'm sure was, was Larry Coker. In terms of the bowl game, it was the, the, the Rose Bowl, we believe. They beat Nebraska, probably last time Nebraska was relevant. In terms of the conference, they were still in the Big East, I believe, at that until a year or two later. Now, this one with the terms of the MVPs, we as well thinking it was on, a, on an offensive show. We we put um, the passer and the receiver, so Ken Dorsey and Andre Johnson. All right, one team is getting all five of them, and the other team is getting one. 
So, yeah, just like Bevan said, the answers are Larry Coker, which he actually mentioned in the early part of the episode when he was introducing himself. You just stole an answer, Bevan. Thanks. <laughs> and then it was in the Rose Bowl. Uh, interestingly, they did beat Nebraska, who was number two. It was only because everyone else lost. Nebraska actually lost their the Big 12 championship game to a team who was already had two or three losses. So Nebraska shouldn't even have been there. And they were like 12-point dogs to begin with. And them losing by whatever it was, 17 points wasn't anything, a big shocker. And the conference championship they won was the Big East. And the co-MVPs were Ken Dorsey and Andre Johnson. So five points for Crimson uh, Wildcats and 10 points for Greg Oden's knee. We'll take 50, please, not five. I'm sorry, did I say 10? 50 points. We were thinking whether it was Portis and Dorsey, but then, you know, we realized it, it wouldn't be the, the quarterback and the running back. So it has yeah. to be, if it's a yeah. quarterback, it has to be the wide receiver as well, you know, if, if it's if it's two or a defensive player alternatively. Yep. Henry was right. on that team though, right? I mean, that, that was... I don't know. Yeah, that team had a lot, of, a lot of future NFL players. Let's find out here. Did Brian McKinney on that team? Yes. Yeah, but a lot of them... Yeah, he but, you know, I think it's the, the team to, a year or two after... I had the record at the time, at least for the most first round picks. Um, so a lot of those guys at that were probably freshmen on bench warmers mm-hmm. yep. on the 2000 on, on that national championship team, uh, like Jonathan Vilma, like Vilma. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed Reed was drafted. He was in the the draft that spring. Yes, yes, he was. Yep. He was. Yep. So he was picked up at yeah. Baltimore in 2002. Never yeah, I hear. Right, uh, there was a, whenever I hear Bryant McKinney's name, Matt, I always think. Love, <laughs> exciting and new. The love boat. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to question number three here. And the uh, topic is the 2017 Major League Baseball playoffs will always be marred by the cheating scandal of the Houston Astros. But other than them cheating the world out of a honest baseball postseason it was still very interesting so let's fill the gaps number one what team did the cheaters beat to quote-unquote win the world series number two in how many games did it take the trash can assassins to win the world series and number three what team did the liars beat and then win in the alcs Number four, what other AL team finished with the most wins that regular season? And number five, in what stadium did the forever detested scourge of baseball history cheating Astros, quote-unquote, win the World Series? You think I'm bitter at all, a little bit, just a smidge? hate the Astros. It is. Is there like a place you could go, say, if like you needed brain power and you, you, know, and you needed to like think? Heavily, you don't have like a den or a place that you could go to. A cardboard box, hmm. like it's like a fallout shelter or something. Uh, a bunker, like when you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. I mean, <laughs> there's other like, like there's when other you've parameters to be able to go downtown. All the noise and the hurry seems to help. I know. Downtown. 
Uh, they, you can go downtown whenever. Not maybe not now because you know lockdown, but yeah, traditionally no. COVID. Wear a mask, dang it, Jay Scott. Scott, you good with those those, uh, those answers? All right, we can check yeah. in. Which, yep. Greg Oden's knee is checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. Okay, so they they played the Dodgers, and I'm pretty positive it went all seven games. And I think they actually won in Los Angeles. And they beat the the Yankees in the in the series in the ALCS. So we're trying to think of the other la- the last one we're trying to think of is who the team that won the most games in the American League was. Is that what you said, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, if it wasn't the Astros and it wasn't the Yankees, it's either going to be did the Yankees win the division or were they a wild card team? Who won the AL Central in 2017? Was it the Indians? The Indians. The Indians, the Indians had a hundred and some wins that year. That's right. It's got to be them. The Indians had a very good team. And I think the Yankees defeated them or something like that. So Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. I think, I think, and I think the, uh, the Yankees were the wild card. I think um, Boston won the division. Oh, so you guys are checking in with those five answers? So, yeah, so it was, they beat the Dodgers in Los Angeles in seven games. They beat the Yankees in the ALCS, and Cleveland had the uh, the best record in baseball. Or not in baseball, oh. but in the American League. The AL, yeah. And Greg Oden's knee, what'd you guys have? Yeah, so this is the one time that my wife actually watched baseball. I remember I was working at Applebee's all seven games. Uh, so they beat the Dodgers, went seven games. ALCS, they beat the Yankees. AL team with the most wins was the Indians and U.S. Wood Stadium. So we said Dodger Stadium. Chavez Ravine. Wait, so go through those again here. So the first one, the team that they beat. Yeah, the Dodgers. I, we had all the same answers, but yeah. team. They okay, beat and then the how Dodgers, many games? Seven. Okay, okay, cool. All right, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, all seven or all five there. Uh, each team is getting 50 points. Uh, yeah, they beat the Dodgers in seven games, beat the Yankees in the ALCS. The Cleveland baseball team had the uh, most amount of wins in the AL, and they won at Dodger Stadium or Chavez Ravine. Okay, so after the third quarter, we have a score of Greg Oden's knee picking up 100 points to get up to 340 and the Crimson Wildcats picking up 140 points to get up to 570. And that'll bring us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The fourth quarter categories for today are as follows. Question one, I want it that way. Question two, bye, bye, bye. Question three, and I swear. And question four, and question five, everybody, back streets, back. All right. (laughs) So question one, I want it that way is about selfish athletes. This one just happens to be in the NHL. Question two, bye, 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 which is about athletes stepping away from the game at the right time 
This just happens to be about the NFL. And question four, I swear, which is about athletes who served in the military. This one happens to be about a boxer. Mbop is about unfortunate bounces. This one happens to be about World Cup soccer. And question five, everybody, Backstreet Back is about sports and the monoculture. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers via chat to the host. Now that the wages are in, on to the questions. Question number one in, I want it that way. This dick played in the NHL for 12 years. <laughs> led the mate, led the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Led the league in penalty minutes twice. Has about five different incidents detailed on his Wikipedia page of him being a jerk. And most notably, has a rule named after him because he waved his stick in front of Martin Brodeur in a playoff game. And his name is not Dick. He is a dick. <laughs> the opinions of uh, one do not reflect no, all. Everyone in the world has this opinion about this guy. This guy's mother calls him up and says, why are you such a jerk? We're checked in, Matt. <laughs> Okay, Crimson Wildcats are checked in. Greg Odin's knee. You guys can go ahead and talk it out. It's hockey. Talk it out, he says. <laughs> Scott sent me two names, and I said, uh, <laughs> Scott, it's all you. You're the hockey expert on the team, and uh, that's not saying a lot. So, <laughs> Hockey bad boys. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Goldberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> one of the Bash brothers, right? I wanted to say that, but I don't know their names. So. Fulton and Portman, bro. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he was an answer before, but, you know, Todd Bertuzzi was that, like, that guy that, you know. I hate is, that jerk. See, exactly. You just say the name and. All right. Well, that's good enough for me. Okay. Guess we're, we're checking in uh, with Todd Bertuzzi for a whopping one point. Todd Bertuzzi for one point. Uh, Crimson Wildcats, what did you guys say? Check in with and for how many points? I was all over Todd Bertuzzi for this question until you said the thing about having a rule named after him for waving his stick in front of the goalie. And that switched it over to Sean Avery for me, the Sean Avery rule. And he's a jerk too, um, for zero points. That is correct. The answer is Sean Avery. Not really much. I can say that guy's a jerk. Whopping one point wagered on that question, fellas. That was awesome. So Sean Avery, he doesn't sound like a jerk. He sounds like a seventies teen idol. Question number two in bye, bye, bye. Barry Sanders has characterized his July 1999 retirement as, quote-unquote, clumsy. He faxed a carefully crafted letter to his hometown newspaper in Wichita, Kansas, then boarded a flight from Detroit to London, leaving the football world behind him. Over that summer, he had ignored many phone calls and many handwritten letters from what Lions head coach, who had previously coached the San Diego Chargers. We can check in. Greg Oden's knees has checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can talk it out. You're saying Dan Henning, is that? Yeah, I had that, but I was I not I think who coached the, the Chargers in that Super Bowl in nineteen ninety five. And who would have then coached the, the Lions in nineteen ninety nine? It was right after Wayne Fonts. Yeah. Who would that have been? Dan- I think Wasn't the guy who coached Georgia Tech, he had coached Georgia Tech in in um Bobby Ross. Bobby Bobby Ross Ross is it. That's it. That's absolutely it. Bobby Bobby Ross. Ross. 
See, I don't need to go into the mind palace if uh, Bevan's already in there yeah. searching through stuff and just comes out and says, here's this. I'm like, right. yes, that's it. Yep. Yeah. So you guys are checking in with Bobby Russ? Yes. For uh, 25 Oden. points. Thank you for that. And Greg Oden's knees, you guys, what did you check in with and for how many points? Um, going back to the very first episode of the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, the Honolulu Blue and Silver, I have said repeatedly that I can't stand the Detroit Lions. I don't think they should be a professional sports team. I don't pay attention to them whatsoever. I think they're irrelevant. And they constantly in my life have burnt me many times, once again, today. So I have no idea who coached them in the 90s. And I don't care. So I'm okay with not knowing this one. But you said it was someone that coached the Chargers and Dan's on the episode. So we checked in with that dirty, rotten rhymer. Don't Marty say his name. <laughs> Don't say his name. Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, man. And we wagered 69 points. All right. One team getting points. Nice. The answer is Bobby Ross. Uh, yeah, Bobby Ross. Uh, interesting fella. He, ended, he actually played quarterback and defensive back for VMI in the late 1950s. He had quite a coaching career then, you know, coached at uh, VMI, William and Mary, Rice, Maryland, Citadel. Then he went to the Chiefs. Then he went back to the college game, and then he went to the pros again and then wrapped his career up with Army in 2006. So he had a pretty, a pretty awesome career. Moving on to question number three in the area of I swear. Widely considered to be one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time. This man's championship reign spanned 140 consecutive months during which he defended his title 26 times. In 1942, he enlisted in the U.S. Army and donated his pay to the war effort. He was promoted to the rank of tech sergeant and awarded the Legion of Merit, a decoration rarely awarded to enlisted soldiers. Who is he? Yeah, check in. All right, Crimson Wildcats are checked in. Greg Oden's knee. What you are? You guys can talk it out. How many karate champions do you know, JJ? <laughs> Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Please don't answer Dolph Lundgren for this one. <laughs> How about I answer Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, I. When it's old boxers, I, I my mind automatically goes to Jack Dempsey and Joe Lewis. I don't think this is either one of them. Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. Do you know any fighters, like current boxers, or like maybe a friend of yours at boxes or something? He's actually my brother's buddy, but his name's Alex Marino. He's not a heavyweight though, but he did just have a nice knockout in Fight Island. That's all I got. All right, that's our answer. All right, your answer is some guy that JJ knows. Uh, for how many points? A hundred. And Crimson Wildcats, what did you guys check in with, and for how many points? I we went with um, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis had this had a, a twelve year reign. Of course, he didn't fight every year during the war. Um, he did he did serve commend, commendably in World War Two in the sense of you know contributing to the war effort. So we had had that answer for twenty five points. Joe Lewis. All right. The answer is Joe Lewis. In 1994, so, you know, you guys know I served in the military, but I'm also not a fan of some way, sometimes the way that the U.S. government treats its people. So in 1942, Joe fought a series of charity fights for the war effort. Although he never saw a dime for those fights, 
the IRS charged him as taxable uh, profits for those fights. Bunch of tool bags. This whole fourth quarter is just about jerk people. So no, this whole fourth quarter so far has been about Detroit. What's up with that? Sean Avery was a Red Wing. Yeah. Oh, for a Joe while, Lewis yeah. Arena and Detroit Lions. Joe Lewis. Yeah. We got the missing link. The we got the missing link. <laughs> Hundred points for a theme. All right, there you go. Winners. Check it in. All right, so one team getting points there with Joe Lewis, and we'll move on to question number four in the uh, area of Mbop, which was about. Uh, Unfortunate bounces, as detailed in an ESPN 30 for 30, what unusual play occurred in the 1994 World Cup game between Colombia and the U.S. that knocked Colombia out of the tournament, and what Colombian was responsible for that play? We're checked in. Crimson Wildcats are checked in. Greg Odin's knees, you guys can talk it out. I know you know your soccer stuff, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. I got this. I got this. Um, cool. I would assume it's some sort of own goal. Yeah, it would make sense in terms of who. So right. Colombian soccer player in the nineties. Oh yeah, I definitely know who that is. Uh, Josh Bombeck. He would do something like that. <laughs> I would score that own goal. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Love you, buddy. The reason I thought you guys would know for sure is because it was in that thirty for thirty. And it's been well documented that I I, I just 30 for 30. I watch Winning Time over and over again. I don't watch the other ones. <laughs> you don't know your Colombian soccer players? Seriously, Shakira is Colombian. <laughs> she is, and her hips don't lie. <laughs> no, they tell the truth. <laughs> they are very honest. <laughs> All right, so we're going to check in with a own goal with uh, Shakira scoring the own goal for sixty nine points. She was a really good soccer player. Like they, they nice. say, she played whenever, wherever. Oh! <laughs> All right, you checked in with Shakira kicking a own goal, and uh, Crimson Wildcats. Would you guys check in with? First of all, before we finish this game, Scott, you need to look up Carlos Valderrama. Is that Wilmer's brother? No, but <laughs> if you if you would have watched any of the uh, 94 World Cup, you would have remembered Carlos Valderrama. Just trust me, you'd have remembered him. Um, but the own goal on this one, very, very unfortunate. He uh, lost his life because of it, was uh, Andres Escobar. One of, the, one of the two Escobars in the name of the film. For how many points? For 36. One team getting points there. That's right, is Andres Escobar, and he scored an own goal. His uh, trying to deflect uh, a shot off of from an American or a pass, I should say, uh, going from one teammate to the other. He slid in, and instead of getting it to his goal, he went over to the other player's side of the goal and it knocked it in. And then later, just a few days later, he decided originally to go to Las Vegas to visit some friends and some family, but he changed his mind at the last minute and went back to Colombia and was at a club, and unfortunately, he was murdered. That's where the events of this are detailed in ESPN's 30 for 30, The Two Escobars. All right, we'll move on to question number five under the subject of everybody, or Backstreet's back, but everybody's what I went with. Many sporting events have attracted billions of television viewers over the years, but one event stands out as the only one to have over 
Half of the world's population watch it. What was that event? Technically, it wasn't a sporting event. It was a part of a larger sporting event. We checked in. Okay, Greg Odin's knees checked in. Crimson Wildcats, you guys can talk it out. See, this is it brings me to World Cup. I mean, we just had a World Cup question, though. But if if half the world is watching, it's got to be something with appeal to around the world, you know? And the latest World Cup was really big. That's just a World Cup. I, I don't know if it was the championship game or if it was just the cup in general or... And that's if that's if that's if that's even right. I don't know. Do do you have any other suggestions, Bevan? I would say it has to be something with the World Cup or the Olympics. But if we're going with the 2018 World Cup, or it could be one of the latest Olympics as well, too. So that's the only thing I would I would look at. But if it's one event, part of an event, I would say the World Cup final. Is it you know if, if it's the 2018 World Cup final? Who was in that final? It was a big final. Um, Finals was France and Croatia. Croatia and France. Yeah, that's right. With everyone in the world cheering for Croatia. (laughs) Except people in France. Yes. Except the French. Croatia beaten England. Oh, was it England? Yes, you're right. It was England. England. That's right. I'm a fan of England. So, you know, I remember that England had scored first and then Croatia got the two goals. And and well, Belgium. Well, France had defeated Belgium. All right. Well, do you want to you want to go with that? Should we go with yeah, the? Yeah, I think it's it's either that Olympics, and if it's let's boil it down to one event, and I would say the 2018 World Cup uh, final. Or you know, the other thing it could be. Now that I'm thinking about it, it could have been the opening ceremonies to the Beijing Games. Well, why Beijing though? Because in China. Oh, because oh, okay, right, right, right. The 08 Beijing games. Well, well, I, I would think more people would watch because of the country, or the country, the country involved in it. But I mean, now if, if if you want to go, I mean, I think I think we we're ahead enough. So if you want to go, but but I, I I would think you know we were going to World Cup, and now if you want to go with the, I think let's go with the Olympics if it's. If okay, we'll go with the opening ceremonies of the 08 Olympics then. Yeah, we'll we'll check that in then. For how many points? For twenty five. Okay, and Greg Odin's knee, what'd you guys check in for with and how many points? So I I, I like Dan. We collectively agreed that we both like Dan's answer a lot. Uh, We wagered 100 on this, trying to figure out what singular event that had sport, you know, something to do with it could fit. I didn't think it was the Janet Jackson halftime show. Half the world, that's the thing. Yeah, right. Thankfully, yeah, it they certainly have, weren't watching it. Later, they watched yeah. it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, half the world has seen it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the only thing that, uh, and we did it, JJ, by the way, we did go over in quarter four, not on purpose. Uh, the only thing that I could think of that had so many eyes on it was the royal wedding. And you could argue that dating is a sport, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> Certainly in college, it definitely feels like one, and you train for it. So uh, we checked in with the royal wedding. Scott checked in with the royal wedding. <laughs> okay. JJ washes his hands of this question. All right. Well, let me, according to the, there's a couple different websites that I found this on. So let me go through uh, the list of the top three here for you, real quick. The 2018 Tour de France. I've evidently had 3.5 billion viewers. The 2018 FIFA World Cup had 3.6 billion viewers. 
but with 4.7 billion viewers worldwide, the opening ceremonies of the 2008 Beijing Summer Olympics. Number one. So one team getting points, and that would be (laughs) Crimson Wildcats. That was a last-second grasp. (laughs) How many people watched the Royal Wedding? That wasn't a sporting event, dude. I googled sporting events. <laughs> it was the Royal Scott Rumble. Good, Scott made a good point. Scott made a good point. I would like to throw a challenge flag. Uh, so that's a formal challenge or an informal challenge? Uh, that one's probably informal, I'd say. <laughs> we have a formal one from earlier in the game, but we're not going to be those guys. There you go. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Greg Oden's knee... Uh, wraps up in 0 for fourth quarter with a respectable one point. And our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Carl Weathers Award is the Crimson Wildcats with 681 points. That's right. Carl Weathers played eight games in the NFL for the Raiders as a backup linebacker. He was a big fan of Sir Mix-a-Lot, so he was a bench-warming Baby got back loving backup backer. We only lost by 680, JJ. That's that's respectable. <laughs> Which honestly, after the first quarter, we didn't think was possible. So no, it was close. It was close. Yes. It, it, yeah, it was close okay. until halftime. It, okay. Yeah, it was. Anything you guys like to say before we call it tonight? Go ahead, Scott. It was a good game, Matt. It was a lot of fun. Um I feel like it deviated from some of your previous games because there were questions that happened like this century. Yeah. I wrote a question about the NFL draft. I and that was that's one of my that was one of my favorite questions. That's a great <laughs> question. Uh, no, but overall, a really good game, a fun game. JJ, always fun to mess around when you're on my team and and have a good time and you know lose with uh with some fun. Bevin, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate having you on, and it was a pleasure, you know, just partaking in this with you. You definitely proved your prowess. Definitely see why, uh, you know, Dan Patrick and, and the boys had, had you on their show. Uh, you more than held your own. So uh, that's very impressive. And even more than that, you're just, you know, a, a great person and, and a lot of fun to have on. So thank you. Bevan, uh, it was a honor and it was just an awesome time tonight teaming up with you. Um, I'm not used to being carried in this game and you absolutely carried me. So <laughs> thank you so much. Um, anytime you want to come back, I'll gladly take you back as a teammate. I think no, I'll have to fight off some people for it, but uh, absolutely enjoyed having you on today. I enjoy playing with Scott. <laughs> Don't enjoy playing with Dan and uh, Devin, you did a great job. I'm really glad you uh, carried Dan because we all know that he is needing carrying because he's so bad at this game. <laughs> I can't even say anything with a straight face. Dan. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, man. Um, thank you guys so much. From my perspective, Bevan, Bevan, you're full of crap. You sat there messaging me, talking to me about how you don't know this stuff and you've hardly ever well, got all that great and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know about this and that and a bunch of horse poop. Oh, yeah, I was on Sports crap. Jeopardy. Jeez. <laughs> what? <laughs> like... <laughs> no, I said thanks for coming on, man. I yeah. This was a lot of fun. I think I hope uh, hope you had a good time because uh, – you know, you know, we our whole thing's about entertaining people. But so and I thought you were entertaining because you were you're you had great stories and which is a great so so 
So thanks for well, coming the, on. The, the accent helps as well too. A lot of people always, you know, with the accent, kind of might add a different, some other other persons who might want to watch the show and every oh, listen to the show. Yeah, what I would say, I think it, it was it was great. Now I've been on, I think it's four or five trivia podcasts. Um, five for five <laughs> so far. <laughs> right. But 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 um, I would say that you know, Matt, this this was a very good experience and. Um, you had great people here as well too, JJ, Scott, and of course, Dan. Um, Dan is being very modest in terms of teammates and everything. I, I mean, I, I he carried me. I didn't carry him. <laughs> it's just that certain things came past me, which I'm, which I'm sure that Dan, after you know, doing some um, think, thinking, deeper thinking, would have got the answers as well. So again, thanks for everything. And uh, you know, if, if if you ever need someone again and thing, I, I I of course will will make myself available. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warming. That ball hit high and deep, stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes, yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP. You know, man, it's like I put the Wilson jersey up trying to score some points with Marcus. And then he hit me with the, take that down. Why? I can't win. It can't, Matt, Daddy, how do you get a boy to like you? What, what am I missing? What did he say? I'm trying to impress Marcus. It's not working. Maybe you shouldn't try so hard. Yeah, too thirsty. Uh, you know, I've been being super low-key. Like, he, he's joined <laughs> up and everything. I like haven't said anything, really. I pretty much ignored him. I'm ghosting him, Matt. <laughs> You're not catfishing? No, if our catfishing would probably <laughs> like me back. You'd think I was a lot cooler. I'd... <laughs> if I was going to catfish him, I'd pretend I was like DK Metcalf, you know? <laughs>